welcome to the Complete Geeks Podcast, episode 41. I'm yep. Organic, joined here today by... Bob. <laughs> What's going on in the world? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, mainly, everything's blending together. Went back to work <laughs> after another two-week quarantine. And, yeah, uh, and... yeah. I worked for two days, and what was it? Friday? No, Thursday. Thursday, I got sent home two hours early because of another possible exposure. So they had to shut down for another additional two hours for cleaning. And so I got sent home again. Luckily, it wasn't for another two weeks. It was just for that day. I go back to work tomorrow. And uh, yeah, so yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, it's been a fun couple weeks. And so I picked up some games. I decided to get some new stuff. There was a couple of things on sale on the PlayStation Store, so I picked up Shadow Warrior One and Two. I haven't, play, I haven't played them yet, but they I watched the trailer for Shadow Warrior One, and I was like, "Fuck, I gotta buy this." It just looks hilarious, like an over-the-top first-person shooter. Um, and I picked Man, up. I don't even know if I realized that was a first-person shooter. Yeah, um, it came out. The original came out around the same time that uh, Duke Nukem did. And so okay, instead, yeah, yeah. Of, instead of just being, you know, it was it was the same like three D realm style, but you play as a guy named Lo Wang, and it's just like a bunch of it's just like a bunch of puns about you know everything's low and you always remain still like you know you always come hard for Lo Wang. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny as fuck. It's ridiculous. So the new one looks like it's, it keeps the same vein of it, just updated. And so I was like, oh okay, I can. And plus, both of them was they were both like fifteen bucks on the PlayStation Store. No, that's not bad. So, yeah, um, more Animal Crossing, obviously. And then um, one game I delved into was I picked up um, the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, the VR game. Oh yeah, out, yeah, yeah. It came out on the PlayStation Network, and so I picked that up. And uh, it is uh, it's really good, but there are a couple things I wish that could be tweaked to make it better. Mm-hmm. So one of them being it in certain sections of the game, it's real, real dark. Like I know it's obviously supposed to be like a zombie, you know, first person thing and stuff, but it's dark to the point where there's some scenes in it where somebody's talking to you and you're like, I can't even make out their face. Like, oh, geez. Is there, yeah. There's there any adjustment to the brightness and then the controls are a little stiff. And so it's not as linear as like blood and truth and things like that. And so, you know, you can use the camera, obviously you can use your head to turn and things like that, but you use the left PlayStation controller to move forward and you use the buttons to like sidestep. So what happens is sometimes, you know, your head will be looking straight, but you have the person turned, like you have your controller, like obviously turned a certain way, you hit straight. And so you start moving at like an angle rather than just straight ahead. Like your head is not like the reticle to get you to move forward. And, it, uh, okay. and it's not like a simple motion. So sometimes it can get a little jarring. And then combination with the darkness and things like that, it can it can lead to some really weird motion sickness. And so I think it's something, you know, I had some motion sickness in the beginning of Blood and Truth. I think I'm going to have to, like, work my way through it or just get the controls down more or tweak them. But I just thought it was weird that it didn't have a brightness setting. I'm scouring through the whole entire menus, and I'm like, where the fuck is the brightness on this? I would like to turn it up a little bit. Nothing. It's just a really dark-ass game. Yeah, and I I completely get it, because I think the 
screen on the PSVR is kind of dim to yeah. start. So yep. Yeah, it it doesn't you know it doesn't help that it's a lower resolution screen compared to other VRs of the type, but obviously it's got to run you know properly. So it's like you rather go at the lower resolution, but mm-hmm. to have it so where you can't even turn up the brightness and stuff, and you know the brightness can go up a little more compared to things like Blood and Truth and uh, say like you know was it Astrobot and things like that where they you know they're pretty bright games and so. If they if the gamma just went up just a, a couple hairs, it'd be a lot better. But because there's some spots like especially in the beginning, I played like maybe an hour hour and a half of it. In the beginning, you know, you're walking through a graveyard, and there's certain sections where you're like trying to turn and look around, but it's so damn dark you don't know where you're going. And so trying to get down the controls, trying to do all this stuff on top of trying to defend yourself from like a zombie and stuff, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? The, the cool part is at least the combat and everything is is proper it's it's neat you know both your hands are both your hands are free you can put a screwdriver or a knife or anything in your left or right hand depending on which one's dominant so you can go for like headshots like a, if you have an axe like a two-handed axe you can either swing with one hand at a weaker power or you can hold it with both and you actually hold you line up both uh move controllers like an actual axe and so when you swing them you have to swing them both in like a comprehensive motion, like you're swinging mm-hmm. an axe. And so when it comes down, it hits them. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's it's intuitive. I think I'm gonna have to give it a go a little bit more. But hopefully, in like maybe a later update or something like that, they'll add that setting to it. Yeah, you you and Toast have uh, been quite the VR kick lately. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm like I paid for it, so I might as well get the might as well get the most of it. Yeah, are you excited about Iron Man coming out here pretty soon? I am. I, I think it's going to look... I saw videos of it back in New York Comic Con um, last year, and it looked really wild. It was very like fast-paced and very colorful and stuff. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what it looks like. And yeah, it should, it should be. I mean, I think the best VR experience is a small, short experience. So, yep. I think yeah. It'll sit it well. Yeah, Blood and Truth was like that perfect amalgam of being long enough to feel like you got a full game. But then being short enough to say, like, okay, I don't have to... It's it, The replayability's there, but you don't feel as if you're like, oh, God, I'm just going to be stuck in this VR headset for hours and hours and hours. It's It doesn't have to be a super long RPG and things like that. It's it's just enough story, just enough action, where you put in, you know, a couple hours, and you're like, all right, cool, I got my VR fix. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, anything else... <laughs> No. More you've been really playing or watching? Um, I watched Scoob yesterday. I watched the new uh, Scooby-Doo movie. My my daughter watched it. She really enjoyed it. I have not checked it out yet. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I know there's a lot of hate coming on for it because I guess they replaced a lot of the Scooby-Doo voice actors over the years with actual celebrities. And so a lot of people were just like downing it because of that. And... I don't know. I thought it was fine. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was cool that they had a lot of callbacks to other Hanna-Barbera characters. And I thought it was better written than most of the Scooby-Doo stuff that's been written over the past decade or two. Yes. So it's 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 one of those things where it's, you know, they're like, oh, they should use the voice actors. You know, this movie's going to suck. Well, that movie's better than the shit that they were in. So we're going to go with that. How's that? I'm sure the Scooby-Doo... Scooby-Doo versus The Undertaker is not going to go over and fucking 
be the masterpiece that you think it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Um, this week on Voodoo, I picked up for my daughter. They had a big Hanna-Barbera sale. So nice. got her, well, the first two and only two seasons of The Jetsons. Yeah. And then picked her up the only season of Wacky Races. Oh, that's awesome. Wacky Races is fucking amazing. Yeah. And uh, what cracks me up about a lot of the shows is, like you said, you know, Jetsons, you're like, oh, it's only two seasons. But then you look at a lot of those episodes and you start to realize, like, holy shit, a season back then was like 50-something. Yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is the same way. Toast is going to listen back to this episode and be like, you motherfuckers got it back there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the first season of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I think, was like six episodes. It was essentially like a pilot season. Yep. And then I want to say the next season was like 46. It blows up, yeah. Yeah, they were like, yeah, we need more. And it was like, how much more? And they were just like, I don't know, whatever fucking fills a whole year. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah, it's... It's crazy. I I thought, uh, yeah, there's a lot of callbacks in that film where I was just, I was laughing and explaining shit to explaining shit to my wife and because I grew up with Hanna Barbera big time and then it being you know showing different characters and being like one contained universe as opposed to mm-hmm. like them trying to do separate movies and stuff. It just I don't know. I thought it was very well done. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I've been trying to call down to the movie theater down the road for me. They've still been shut down, but. They have a giant full scale replica of the younger Scooby Doo there. Oh, I've seen that. I saw that, that in the movie theater before it closed down. I was ready to steal it. It's flocked and everything. Yeah, yeah. and so I'm like, well, the movie's not coming out in theaters. Yep. I'm like, I want because I know they they basically give away a lot of that stuff. So yeah, some of the, some of that stuff, like the bigger stuff, because they're very expensive. Some of them they'll they'll have them return them to. The actual like movie studio because they're only a certain amount but in this case it might be destroyed because like you said it's not going to come out in a the theater definitely not now yeah and i don't know i'm i'm happy for a film like that to to come out like that was a perfect thing for it was the same way with trolls like they they weren't going to be like box office smashes but they were just enough to probably make some money at the box office and so it was better to get their return doing it this way than you know, than to just delay it because you don't know at this point in time, you don't even know when movie theaters are going to open. So you might as well just release it. And with a smaller, with a smaller movie like that, I think it does, it's going to do a lot better. Cause like you said, you have a daughter who probably wants to watch it multiple times. I know I like having it on my account and I don't mind paying the extra money for it. Cause what was it like $25 as opposed to. Yeah. 20? See, yeah, I, I like that. What trolls did, which I mean, it makes sense, I think, for what they were trying to prove. Mm-hmm. But Trolls was a twenty dollar rental. Yeah, so Scoob was a twenty five dollar purchase to own it. Right, and uh, I looked it up too because uh, I was seeing how much the prices were. It, that was also a twenty dollar rental. Uh, so I was like, oh, I was like, I could pay twenty dollars to rent it, or I could pay twenty five to own it. Like yeah, you said, you know, yeah, why not? And I would have paid thirty dollars to have the Blu Ray anyway, but. Most of the time, I've been switching my movie collection stuff. Like, if I'm going to buy a movie, I've been buying them digital. Because that way, everybody in the house can watch it without having mm-hmm. to float around a Blu-ray and stuff. And so, it just... It makes it easier. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I totally get that. Yep. That's pretty much been... That's everything that I've been doing. How about you? Um, another crazy week, work-wise. Hmm. Um, the only game that I really had a chance to play um, outside of trivial pursuit and some other kind of community play stuff 
was I purchased Crazy Taxi. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, man, I forgot how bad of a port that was. Yeah. Um, yeah, all the, the soundtrack's gone. The soundtrack. Even, even just the simple thing of not having like the KFC Pizza Hut sponsorships that it's... I remember from playing that. Yep. But, yeah, I didn't play it too long. Hmm. It's just, yeah, the music yeah. is what really pulls you in, but... Yep. Um, it was a two dollar purchase, so I'm not too crazy I mean, about it. Yeah, it's at that point you spend more on a soda. That's what I did uh, yesterday. I end up yesterday. That was the last thing I did was a uh, community play with you guys. I played with me, you, Milk, and Ryan. And yeah, I, I came in and won that word game, and then we played Trivial Pursuit, and I ended up winning that too. I know you you were on it, and uh, man, was it a weird night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because you know usually. Milk or uh, Toast went over and messaged me and was like, All right, it's your time, Bob. Time to hop on. And so I boot up the Xbox and I boot up Red Dead because I'm like, Oh, everybody's going to play Red Dead online. I'm going to hop on. But then when I saw Mixer up, I was like, Oh, shit. They hit the Jackbox part of the night. We, like, I was like, This is going to be fucked up. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> it was weird because um, two of our community members, Ryan normally takes a massive amount of abuse when we play those games, but it ended up being milk that took it but to balance out the night they toast was playing red dead and ryan had his entire posse of underage kids join in and they all beat up on him oh my god uh fuck i'm surprised that uh what what did they all say i'm surprised that ryan even was able to get out anything or say anything with giant monster tongue oh i know (laughs) Oh shit! Yeah, but, that's... yeah, that's that's about it. Um, I'm really tempted to get that game Hunt Down. I don't What's know that? If you... No, I haven't it, seen that. It is a pixelated side scroller. Oh shit! That looks to be kind of taking aspects of '80s action movies. <laughs> nice. Like, there's three playable characters. One's um, somewhat just the muscle. Then there's one that's like a human cyborg. Hmm. And then there's a woman, but Art style is really interesting. Um, it's got a it seems like a lot of good music and audio over it. Nice, but so is it is it like a side scrolling shooter or is it? Yeah do you do you remember the game Broforce? Yep. Um, kind of like that with a little more detail, I guess. Oh, that's cool. It sounds like something I would check out. Yeah, I I actually I thought it was a Devolver digital game, but it's not. Yeah. It's funny because you you say that Devolver Digital is to me every single time I think it's a Devolver Digital game it's not and then every time I think that it isn't a Devolver Digital game it is yeah very true <laughs> yeah so yeah that's awesome at least you got something in with your fucking whacked out work schedule yeah I mean yeah. I wasn't supposed to have today off but luckily it came through yeah you were it was funny you were giving us updates like you were fucking loading into the podcast yeah. all right i'm like i'm like 40 percent sure all right i think i'm like 60 percent sure all right i'm 80 percent. and then you were like all right i'm down for sunday and then poor toast had to bail and it's like shit yep yeah Just story of this podcast we, yep. we pull it off somehow it's a right. shit show <laughs> so anyways outside of just being tied up with everything it was a really fun news week Yes, absolutely. Um, started off the week with a very big, well, I guess 
I wouldn't have thought it would have been a huge announcement, but it seemed to kind of take everybody by surprise. And us nostalgia nerds are fucking going ape shit. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Activision is bringing back Tony Hawk's Pro Skater in a 1 and 2 remaster. God, it's fucking or, incredible. Or, sorry, re- remake, I believe, yeah. or yeah, whatever I, they called it. I mean, to me, to me, it looks like it'll probably be a remaster in the same vein of, like, control-wise. It'll probably be close to the same. But it's a remaster in terms of all the levels and everything look like they're expanded and updated, obviously, for 4K. Yeah, I was I was trying to think of, like, the, the remake versus remaster, yeah. if any of their logic behind that was driven because of people's fear of kind of like the Tony Hawk HD where it didn't feel like the original. Yeah, I think that's I think that's why they're they went back and, you know, sort of went back to the drawing board for this because that's the reason why I skipped I I owned Tony Hawk 1 and 2 originally for like the Dreamcast, but yeah. That's the reason why I didn't I didn't go over and do like Tony Hawk HD and stuff because I just heard that it wasn't the same game. I, you know, the music was missing and there was other aspects of it that weren't right. And so I was like, yeah, fuck it. I won't, I'll stick with the originals and worry about those. But this, this looks to be, it, it, it looks to be the step in the right direction that they needed. Yeah. And one of the things that caught me off guard is I think it was Tony Hawk basically said he cut ties with Activision over a year ago. Really? After the, I think, well, Tony Hawk pro skater five was a disaster. And then, I think they decided to shut it down, but I think I think anything after three was a shit show. <laughs> oh man, I have a lot of love for four. Oh, do you? I, I think I stopped playing after three, so maybe that's why it, my opinion is like that. Yeah, four four is really strong, mm-hmm. but it's very bloated in the challenges. I mean, uh, I think ah uh, shit might have been like a hundred challenges per level. Oh my god, fuck that! It was it was a scrollable list that you would have to go through. But. Oh my god, remember? Uh, I remember working at Toys R Us when Tony Hawk Ride was out, and uh, with the fucking skateboard. Oh yeah, I, and that, I remember that. <laughs> and that thing was getting such bad reviews that I I remember it came out and it was like eighty dollars. And you're talking this is like two thousand eight, and it got to a point where we were clearancing them like. I think like six months after they came out, and even during Christmas time, those things were not moving. They only started moving when they were like a dollar and some change, and I was like, "Man, fuck that! I'm not even buying that thing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. I think it was E3 when they showed that off, and Tony Hawk's on there, like acting like he's kicking, and how much technology they've packed into a skateboard. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. Everybody doesn't want a Wii balance board for a fucking. Everybody just wants a controller. Yeah. So so going back to 1 and 2, mm-hmm. um, looks like all the levels are there. Yep. Um, full, fully remade. The lighting looks amazing. Um, yep. Just the amount of detail, the upgraded assets. Looks like all of the skaters are back. Um, one yep. thing that I really appreciate is it looks like everybody got rescanned. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of funny to see all of the skaters kind of age from where they were. Yeah, and then uh, also to see the different body types as opposed to as opposed to the original Tony Hawk, where everybody was just the same thing same. with a yep. yeah, with just like a face texture on it. Yeah, and then I believe most of the music is coming back. I don't know if yeah. they've released a full list yet. They they released a they released a list, but I think there's stuff that's missing, and you know it's probably because of music rights or things like that, or people think that they. <laughs> 
the cynical one of the cynical person to me is like these motherfuckers probably want Mad Bank because of the fact that you know they're like oh it's Tony Hawk everybody's gonna buy it I just I want Buku bucks. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I mean, all these artists, I mean, obviously they were well received before, but everybody who's played this game, the soundtrack drives it, kind of like Crazy uh, Taxi was. Yeah, the soundtrack. It's especially when it it. it when it popped off when you first, uh, especially things like Gorilla Radio and, you know, Rage Against yeah. the Machine and things like that, when those things, that you would just get so amped up and you're just like, holy shit. And especially that was back when, you know, when games didn't have, a lot of games didn't have licensed soundtracks. You know, they would do a lot of stuff that was in-house. And so for this game to come out, a skating game that had a licensed soundtrack by like a lot of ska, rock, punk bands. And it was, it was absolutely incredible. I remember the, uh, and 64 version had the soundtrack, but most of the songs were only 30 second clips oh, because of the right. com- because yeah. of the compression of the cartridge. And so you would just it would just loop like the song would loop, and it would just after a while you're like, man, fuck this game. It looks better than the PlayStation version, but what the fuck is this audio? Yep, man, I forgot yeah. all about that. Yep. Um, one thing that I was thinking about, I wish they would have done mm. instead of nail this as. Pro Skater 1 and 2. Right. I almost would have liked it to come back as just Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and have a filter of content coming through like over the next few years of remastered levels from games outside of this. They may right. still do it. Right. I I hope this is one of those things where it, it comes out and sells well and just like opens up a thing for, you know, possibly Tony Hawk to do more skating games and go back. Like I, I'm glad in the same vein that you were saying, but like on the other end, I am glad that they're going back to the drawing board rather than trying to do this like over bloated next gen, you know, type of shit where it's like, here's the original games. Here's what you remember. Like we're going back to square one. And then hopefully if they decide to do, was it Tony Hawk, like six or seven or whatever, don't even call it that. Just call it, you know, like you said, Tony Hawk's pro skater and, start from scratch just make a full from the ground up game yep and man i hope we get spider-man but <laughs> yes uh we probably won't because no insane. Damn it. yeah because i was gonna say uh that, was, that game was just so what was yeah, it that, uh spider-man wolverine yeah because yeah because the whole activision thing and then they would just use what was the, they used the assets from close to the assets from the original like spider-man games that they yep. did Yep. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was, it was awesome. It was a surprise announcement. A lot of people, I guess Tony Hawk's spoiled it by telling people ahead of time, but I wasn't paying attention to Tony Hawk's shit. And so yeah, I wasn't either. It, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I first caught a glimpse of it from Big Tongue Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Big Tongue Ryan. <laughs> BTR. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And um, I did end up pre-ordering it. You do yep. get access to the warehouse demo, and oh, do that, you? that alone is just nostalgic. Uh, I mean, is it is it all, is it live now? The demo? No, they haven't released the date for Fuck. it. Fuck. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then also it comes out and it's a forty dollars price point. Yeah. I that that to me is is that to me is just like you're gonna sell like gangbusters because anybody who even if you don't like remakes or remasters or whatever, and you bitch about them, like you can't deny that even the game coming out, it being forty dollars, like twenty dollars less, 
is already saying like, hey, you know, sorry about all the shit. We're glad this is here. Here, buy this fucking game. And I have no problem. I would have paid 60 for it. Because, I mean, if it's two full Tony Hawk games, you're like, cool, that is a lot of content. And coming out at a $40 price point, you're just you're just asking to fucking make money. Yep. Yeah. And then the the next thing, I believe it was the same day, we got the demo of the Unreal Engine 5. Yeah. That um, was... Running on the PS5. We haven't even seen hardware yet. And <laughs> haven't seen hardware, haven't seen a price, but somehow... Sony just comes out with weird ass shit and they're just like, here, did you guys like that shit on Xbox? That's cool and all, but here, here's the announcement of a new engine and this is what it looks like running on our system. And you're just like, man, that two, uh, that two less teraflop sure doesn't fucking matter right now, does it? No, and um, a lot of, a lot of pretty triangles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all they kept on talking about was fucking geometry and triangles. I'm like, who the fuck thinks of this shit? Yes. Yeah. But it was just, it was cool. It was a cool demo. It was just seeing seeing the stuff there. Like, man, look at this statue. It looks cool, right? Yeah. Man, that's a lot of detail in that one. Motherfucker, what happens if you have a whole room of them? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, the the game they showed off was a Tomb Raider type game. Yeah, a lot of people were asking when that game's coming out. And they're like, no, it's just a demo. Like, bitch, please, when's it coming? <laughs> yeah. It's, it is super impressive. I'm glad that sony showed off something like that rather than just saying you know here look this is what the playstation 5 can do and this is a bunch of concept art and a bunch of concept video it was showing something on an actual system stopping it showing that it can move around and things like that that just yeah this this should have been part of that fucking mark cerny presentation well it should absolutely because you know even even UB or even Epic was like, you know, this is more of like a GDC type of thing, and it's like, yeah, motherfucker, this would should have, you would have had a better reception if you would have did this instead of talking about the inner ear for thirty minutes. I don't care about three D audio. I'm not going to be able to hear that shit. Most people aren't, and I don't give a fuck about this. Just show me what the game looks like. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah. The audio is such a hard thing to demo. It's just like right. when they unveiled the the Pro and all that. Well. She, you can't demo it because nobody's got the 4K to see it. But right, yeah, and it was, and then also talking like talking in the same turn of that demo, even Epic's Epic's uh, CEO said that the way that Sony is making their SSD, they said it's it's years ahead of the way PCs are running SSDs, and I'm just like, holy shit, what the fuck did you guys optimize? Like, what did you guys do? And I, I guess it's part of the architecture of the way the PS5 works, but to yeah, have that's, Ep- that's pretty cool. Yeah, to have Epic, to have Epic come out, which you know they're obviously like super PC master race, and to have them come out and actually just openly say like, yeah, this is the way this, this thing is optimized. It's the shit. It's it's like, oh, okay, like holy crap. Yeah. So it's- the other part of the news is, I guess we'll get into Ubisoft. Valhalla. Uh, a lot of people were really butthurt about this, but I really don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, Valhalla's going to run at a at least 30 frames per second. They haven't really yeah. gone gone above that. I, I'm not a huge person into frames per second. No. I, I think it ultimately... It, it falls into the developer's hand. Yep. 
Um, depends on there's so many pros and cons between cinematic being or 30 frames per second being more cinematic, but gameplay wise, 60 runs better. But yeah, it, it's it's fine. Yeah, it's it, to me, it's a it's one of those things where if you're playing something like Call of Duty or you know things like that, you, like obviously you want to aim for 60 because it's just a fluidity thing. It's just you want it to be fluid. You want it to be a smooth motion thing because it's a lot of quick movement. But if I don't know, like Final Fantasy 15 had this problem where you can either pick, you know, a four, you could pick a fidelity type of thing where, you know, it was like you had a really high end, you had 30, you had 4K locked or 1080p variable. So it was, if 4K locked, you didn't have as much like really bad like frame pacing and things like that. It wasn't as janky. But if you did the unlocked mode, it was it would fluctuate anywhere between like I think thirty to like thirty to sixty. Mm-hmm. So you would get these moments where it would just you would see like you would be driving the car straight and it would be six sixty frames a second. But as soon as you turned it to the left or to the right where it had to load in more assets, it just fucking bogged down and went all janky on you. And then the frame the frame pacing trying to keep up with it, it just made it so it was really jarring. And to me that that looks worse to me like i'd rather have it locked at 30 frames a second so that way like you said you just have one smooth cinematic experience than having an unlocked variable frame rate and when you're running around you're like oh cool this is really nice 60 frames a second then as soon as two people come on it fucking bogs down again where you're just like it's almost like the old school mega man for the nintendo you know it's it's all of a sudden everything just fucking and then that doesn't and then you open yourself up to where they're focusing on full 4K, 30 frames a second. So that means they're trying to optimize a full 30 frames a second. And they'll more than likely lock it. It's better than to unlock it. And then you're like, oh, man, we got 60 frames a second, except for this space, this space, and this space. And then you'll you'll notice that more than it just being locked. And it just it makes it so it's a, it, I don't know. To me, I think that's shittier. I think it's a shittier experience when... You're like, all right, cool. I'm gonna walk into these towns, and then you just see the fucking frame rate take a shit because there's a bunch of NPCs everywhere, and you're like, cool. I hate this town. I'm gonna get back out into the woods where it's a fucking smooth frame rate again. Yeah, and, and ultimately, <laughs> this is a current gen slash going to be next gen game. Correct. Yeah, the, yeah, the and next the next one, I'm sure they'll get there. Right, and another thing is too is that they wanted in a full 4K. They could have just said fuck it and just made it 1080p and then like look everybody it runs at 60 frames a second, but then all the people still would have bitched <laughs> because then they would have been like oh my god it's 60 frames but it's only 1080p and you're just like man shut the fuck up if you don't like it buy it on PC it's yeah, just, just remember they've come a long way right was it? Unity when they um, struggled Ugh. with making female characters and actually just populating face textures right and it's it's also one of those things too where you. People act like that Ubisoft was running a bunch of like 60 frame a second games or something like that beforehand. And they weren't. And also, it comes down to like combat and everything doesn't need... You don't need 60 frames a second. Like combat doesn't need it. It, it really doesn't. It It's not, like you said, it's not modern warfare or anything like that where, you know, it helps with fluidity and movement because you're constantly running and stuff. This is, you're all standing around in a circle and you're just slashing people. Same way as The Witcher. Yep. It's not going to fucking affect anything. All right. Well, now, last subject. 
probably the one you've been most excited for. Oh my god. Uh, we had a little state of play this week from PlayStation. Yep. Ghost of... I don't... Tsushima. Is this... Tsushima. It has screwed me up. I don't know how yeah. to say it now, because like, <laughs> I've been saying Tsushima, and then yeah. I think the the voiceover of the game said Tsushima. <laughs> I I mean I think it's I think it just depends on the person. So we'll just say Ghost of Sushi. How's that? Toshi. Ghost of Toshi. That's it. Uh, All right. Um, so it was what fourteen minutes of gameplay, yep. real gameplay. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's it's, it's was it Sucker Punch at their at their finest. Yeah, Sucker Punch of, what, Sly Cooper and... Infamous. Yep. Yep, and every time you think that... <laughs> it's every time you think that you want another Sly Cooper or you want another <laughs> Infamous, you're like, man, fuck that. I'm not buying that game, blah, blah, blah. They should have made Sly Cooper 8. And then you see that and you're like, cool. Uh, fuck Sly Cooper. I don't need that. I need this now. <laughs> and it... I was really obsessed with Days Gone. Really, really obsessed after Toast was like, get past this part and you'll play oh, it. I know you were. Yeah, and I have a feeling, watching it for the first couple minutes and seeing everything, like him overlooking, ghosts looking over the hill and everything like that, I I saw it was like, fucking shit, this is going to be Days Gone all over again. I know it. Man, just the peek at the map for a second, I did yep. not realize the game was going to be of that scale. Yeah, and it just i don't know it's just everything about it looks it to if you told me that that was going to be like the last ps4 game they were going to do and that was going to be a swan song it's just like it's you're just like holy fuck especially when you look at yet again you you talked about ubisoft saying you know about with ac valhalla like that being a current gen and a next gen game it's the same way when you looked at the people bitch the same way when the PS3 to PS4 came out and Xbox 360 to Xbox One. When those games first came out, they were all transitioning into next gen. And so you had a lot of people go over and say, oh, well, that looks like a PS3 game with a higher <laughs> resolution. We know. Wait, just relax. And then you start getting games like God of War. And then you get a game like this. And. The thing looks, the game itself looks fucking incredible. Absolutely incredible. It's just, it's, it, it looks like a work of art. Like Yeah, I love the, just the small little thoughts of detail of, mm -hmm. like, the wind gust coming through and that's actually pointing you in the direction you need to go. If you Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's like shit like that, like just making it just an all-inclusive experience where you don't have to keep on, like, cycling back and forth to a map. You're just... You know where you need to go. You know what you need to do, and I don't. It's just it. It ran. It ran well, and it looked absolutely amazing. Like I was expecting seeing all like the grass and the foliage and stuff. I was like, I don't know, but then I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, this fucking sucker punch. Like they can, the fucking infamous for a PS4 ran at 60 frames a second and had a lot of shit going on. And then you got this game. They could dump all that foliage in and run at 30 frames a second. And you're like, yeah, I know it's going to be that. It's just, it looks absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I like the, the little details of just birds coming into the screen, pointing you into hidden items. Mm -hmm. um, looks to be just kind of a mix of multiple games. Yeah. 
um, multiple ways to play. You you can use fear. Yep. Yeah, you can use uh, stealth combat. It's very much you know a lot of people are like don't compare it to uh, Sekiro. Don't compare it to this, and it's Sekiro uses the same stealth combat. Got up on roofs and he jumped down and slash people. Same combat. No, you know, even has a fucking grappling hook. Just yeah. one's more difficult than the other one. Um, so it has it. So you can play as two characters. Like so, you see the like the samurai. Is it is he Sushima or Sushima? I think so. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have you have Ghost, which is like one's the samurai combat and one's the stealth combat, and so like the samurai combat to me was very reminiscent of Assassin's Creed. It seemed like it was very much like timed attacks and knowing when to parry and strike and things like that. It was very methodical moving, at least for the first impression of it. And then the combat for the stealth combat was very much like dirty samurai. So you use like smoke bombs and you know assassinating people rather than standing up to them and using and controlling with fear. And so it was. It's it's cool. For me, that adds replayability because I'm curious if you can go in as either or. You know what I mean? Oh, I bet you can, yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool to me. I always love that um, stealth game. The stealth yeah. move is just to like repeatedly stab the person. <laughs> yeah. We just... I feel like if I was in that position, I would just be screaming. <laughs> yeah, you just come down. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there was that, and then they added... You know, they added additional things to it that I wasn't expecting, like, with armor. Like, you have charms and techniques that you can attach to armor or learn. Um, they can upgrade over time, depending on, I think, depending on how much you use it. And then armor... different. They have different armors that aren't just for aesthetic. They actually change different perks that you have. So, it's cool because, you know, you're going to see different changing of clothes and things like that, depending on what situation you go into. And... I think that's cool. It just adds a additional part of it. Yeah, and man, I I am not a big person to take pictures in games or get into oh. the photo mode. Yeah, but uh, the photo mode that they unveiled and the amount of things you can change in the scene to get it how you exactly want it, man, I I just love the the detail in it. I I think it's a cool feature that they've been adding lately. Especially, it started with Spider Man. Spider Man has a very robust. It does, photo yeah. Mode, and yep. so does Days Gone. Days Gone has a very robust photo mode too, and it makes for some wild ass pictures and stuff. But it seems like they bumped this one up a notch and even made it better. And then they added a video mode too. And so I just think that's cool. Just being able to like edit your own clips down and in game, and then being able to save them. It just I don't know. You're going to see people running wild with it, I think. And then the the other thing that was a huge ad is you can have a Japanese audio track to it with subtitles. Yeah, yeah Japanese voiceover track. And I, a lot of people were flipping out about it because apparently they got a couple of renowned Japanese voice actors to do it. And so it's... I think that's... Yet again, it adds a replayability thing because if I wanted to play it, you know, now I'd probably play it with the English voice acting just so that way I can pay attention to the story and stuff like that. It makes it a little bit easier. But later on down the line, if I decide to play it again, I'll probably end up playing it with the Japanese voice track. Is it going to be really strange listening to the Japanese track when it doesn't match up to the mouth? I I think so. Luckily, luckily these days with localization stuff, they've been really good about it, but it's going to be like a reverse Kung Fu movie. It's going to be yeah, kind of yeah. Fun. yeah. 
Um, the last thing they showed off is you can do a really grainy black and white filter. Yeah, through the um, whole uh, apparently through the whole game. Yeah, it looks straight up like any samurai movie you've ever seen. Yeah, it's it even has like the pops and everything from the uh, artifacts from the actual film grain and stuff like that from dust and dirty getting on it. And I, yet again, I probably end up replaying the game in black and white with the Japanese voice track just to just to, for that experience. It just looks so damn cool. And I'm pretty sure they they ended the state of play with basically the same video image as they started with of standing on that kind of cliff looking yeah. out. And the difference between the color and the black and white, the tone of the game was completely different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It just I don't know. Something about the black and white just makes it pop. Like you know it, it's cool seeing that kind of stuff because you know how you know how black and white film is. Like sometimes black and white film will bring out details that you didn't think you could in black and white it's just because the way the contrast works yep so it just it i don't know it just brings it out like you know it's there and i don't know it just adds a different layer to it i think those those kind of aesthetic changes like a lot of people are like oh we want more content and you know things like that the games have to be bigger but being able to add those aesthetic changes too is just as important content wise because that offers replayability so with kind of that wraps up the state of play yeah. Obviously, um, very likely Sony has the potential of having their main two titles of the year being probably game of the year choices. Yeah. Um, possibly game of the generation if Last of Us Two is anything like the first. Oof. How do you how do you think this is gonna bode for people moving towards the PS five? I mean I think it's I think it's very smart to release them now, release both of these games now, rather than releasing them towards the end of the life cycle, like literally at the very end. And so, yeah, you'll, you'll, people won't buy the PS5, but people also, because I mean, Sony's already said that they have, they're going to have shortages. They said that they're not going to be able to keep up with initial stock, which is fine. But it doesn't mean that people won't buy PS4s in the meantime. So if you can't find a PS5 necessarily right away, you still have the opening of, well, if I buy a PS4 and wait until stocks come back, like I still have this to play, this to play, and then every multitude of titles before that. And then even if you don't get to them and you buy a PS5, you can still play them. But I think this is the right move, releasing them, you know, months ahead of schedule on when the PS5 is going to come out. Because you're still going to sell systems, but your install base still seems like they're still getting content you know what i mean like yeah, your huge and, ass install base is still getting content and even if you don't buy the game right away or or if you don't get to the game right away like i probably won't get to some of these games right away but if i buy a ps5 i know i can still play them so yeah and i think this this whole covid time has yeah. proven that the i mean people are buying games probably buying <laughs> them more than they have been yeah digital so. sales are up um what is it fucking Animal Crossing sold I like had to talk about it. I know, I know. <laughs> Animal Crossing sold fucking astronomical numbers. Uh, Final Fantasy VII was like the third highest PlayStation selling PlayStation game of all time, and that's amidst of all the that's a, in the midst of all the COVID stuff. Yep. You know, and so 
it's just people are just adapting, you know, rather than seeing a lot of physical sales, you're going to see a lot, of, you know, a lot more digital sales, which is cool. Like, I'm glad to see that both of those ecosystems can still thrive. And it's just a convenience thing. It's it's cool because, you know, it just promotes people to, you know, if you don't have to go out of the house, you can still have access to the game if you want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. I'm curious. I'm curious when... Sony is actually going to blow the lid off of the PlayStation 5 and actually show it and say, because uh, what were you talking about the other day? The only thing that worries me about the PS5, and I agree with you, is the whole smart delivery thing. Yeah, I wish yeah. there... I would imagine there's going to be something like that. I wish right. that message was out before we saw the state of play. I I agree. I even if these games don't get visual upgrades from the PlayStation 5, like, I'm not worried about that part. But it's buying a game, like like you said, like, I switched my pre-order from... I had a pre-order for AC Valhalla because I normally buy, like, uh, Assassin's Creed games for PS4. It's just because I have them on there. It's a OCD thing. Hmm. Um, and so I switched it to Xbox because, at least I know with Xbox, if I buy the Xbox One version, I'm guaranteed to get the Series X version. If Sony, I wish Sony would say something ahead of time saying like, hey, you will get that upgrade. And I just hope that they don't pull, I hope they don't pull a Nintendo. Nintendo did it with their virtual console for the Wii to the Wii U. That <laughs> yeah. if if you wanted to upgrade to the Wii U version of it, you had to pay additional money. While it's incremental, but there was a lot of games, like I had a lot of games for my for my Wii in terms of virtual console wise. And so when those games got released on the Wii U one to upgrade it, I mean... Yeah, you had a couple extra features and things like that, but I still had to pay a substantial amount of money. I think it was like an extra like forty or fifty bucks to upgrade all my games to run on the Wii U properly, rather than having to cycle through the Wii menu that's built in. Yep. And and so it's just I hope that Sony isn't like, hey, we have these upgrades for you, but it's going to be twenty dollars extra, and it's like going to be you know, I think that would be a, a piss poor move that Sony would pull. Yeah, and I I do think that if if they do have that in the cards, it needs to come out before these games are released. I agree. I I think that I think they should be informing people because, yet again, if I think it's smart for Xbox to have the smart delivery thing because you and I both know, like, I buy a lot of games for multiple consoles. Like, I have no problems doing that. But the thing is, though, is that if I buy a game for a system and then I immediately upgrade the system, or you know, and if there's an upgraded version of it, I don't. It's smart. It's beneficial to everyone to just give you that upgraded version of it. You yeah, know, and, it's and they, you're and buying. They did it with The Last of Us, so right. You know, it's it's in the it's yeah, probably it, in their habit to do that. I, yeah, I just hope they don't. I just hope they don't hide it behind of like, hey, this is a PS Live remaster, and you're just like, it's a little bit different with those kind of remasters. Like, I don't mind paying for the upgraded version of like Last of Us remastered. Because they did a lot of work to it, upgraded textures and things like that. But you know damn well that these games, especially like AC Valhalla, is being built for next-gen systems and then being downgraded for, is, you know, being downgraded and optimized for the other systems. Like, it's being optimized for the Series X, so why should I have to pay extra money? Why should I have to pay the base money for the downgrade and then the upgrade that you already worked on, you, you know what I mean? Like, the upgrade that you worked on, I gotta now pay additional money for, but... It's like, I'm not going to pay your extra additional money development time-wise for you to fucking downgrade it and then me having to pay, put your upgrade behind a paywall. 
Yeah, and you think the the console architecture would be pretty similar this time ahead or this time around, considering the PS3 to the PS4 with yeah all that cell technology. Yeah, but uh, Sony with their backwards compatibility pisses me off because you know damn well you and I both know damn well that they can run all that shit on an emulator and it would run fine, and. Even if they came up with some kind of proprietary emulator, rather than having some, rather than having a shitty cash grab, gra- cash grab, if people really want those upgrades like the 1080p and the trophies and stuff like that, they will buy that PS2 version of it. They will buy the digital version of it. I've bought them. I've owned the original PS2 games, and I'm like, oh, you're cool. But the only reason why I bought them was because that was the only way I could actually play them on my console. I wouldn't have bought them otherwise. But it's. I wish Sony would just, you know, get their heads out of their asses and say, hey, you know, full backwards compatibility will let it run. And, Who and gives they, a were, shit? they were the ones that started backwards compatibility. Right. Right. And and they already proved, you know, with the PS2 wise, they originally it needed hardware because the, the hardware was what's running it. But then the 80 gig later, they were like, oh, it's running off an of emulator. We don't have as much compatibility with it but it's running off an emulator and it's the same way they could do this here you can't tell me that two generations later that you don't have some kind of emulator that could run on this console i don't give a fuck what you say pc if if some group if some small group of pc developers can develop one for pc and have it run full or run it at like the psp one runs at a way higher resolution than you would ever run it you can't tell me that you can't do that. That's, or really some kind of, if you had some kind of thing like a la Sega channel where it was like, you know, here's a full catalog of PS3 games. Here's a full catalog of PS2 games. And it was substantial, not just like the nickel and dime shit that they're doing now. And it wasn't streaming. You can download it. And it was like eight bucks a month. I would be all over it. But the fact that you, you know that they sort of like abandon everything and just nickel and dime what games come out and then they release them at 15 bucks a pop and nah you can kiss my ass i'm good yeah yeah but hopefully all these things will be answered here pretty soon june is yeah. quickly approaching yeah i'm i'm hoping that sony just comes in and fucking kicks the door in it's like surprise bitch we're doing all this now <laughs> yeah i mean they've done it time and time again yeah maybe and maybe that's what Maybe that's why they've been so tight-lipped about stuff is because maybe they're waiting for Xbox to spout everything just like they sort of did with the PlayStation 4. And then, you know, and then, oh, okay, all the shit that Xbox is having a problem with? Nah, dog, we're just going to do it this way. Here you go. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm just ready for, for some pre-order dates to be announced. Right, I know. It's going to be, especially with the PlayStation 5, it's going to be a fucking madhouse because shortages you know shortages are going to happen obviously because of all this stuff and it's going to be the same way with the series x2 and i'm just curious on price i think i think next month when it gets closer to like quote unquote e3 time i think is when they're going to start doing like big you know online events where they're going to explain how much everything's going to cost yeah yep and i did hear i think it's xbox's next what is it 2020 show Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have footage of the new Halo Infinite. Uh, I mean, I, I wish... <laughs> I wish I was excited for it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not... I, I wish I was excited for it. It's... I don't know. It, it, Halo I'll wait, to me is, wait until I see it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 
I'll wait till I see it, but I was also excited for the past two Halos, and they both shit on me, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yep. so we'll see. Absolutely. But I think that kind of wraps it up for this show. Yeah, somehow we filled 50-something minutes. Yep, Toast will be back next week. I should be around yep. as well. Cool. And thankfully, I will be getting a haircut finally on Saturday. Are you going to get that fucking beer trim? No, 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 no. <laughs> I've just given up on life with that. Oh, my God. Was it? Did you show? Was it the one where you showed with the mask on? It just looked like a tentacle crawling out of the side of the mask, like trying to. Oh, I, t- I told I told my boss, I was like, man, it feels like I'm wearing David Hasselhoff Speedo. <laughs> just hair pouring out everywhere. Oh, man. You just, just, <laughs> you just need to grow it all out. And get like you know, have a gravelly voice and don't make eye contact with everybody, and people start calling you like Mountain Man, and they'll think you're like sixty in the warehouse, and they just won't talk to you. I know it's weird. I go to the store and people just give me their change. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh my god, you want this food I just bought? Absolutely. <laughs> I am so fucking hungry. This heroin is making it so bad. But I, I am really interested. I haven't heard any details of how they are opening up the hair salons or whatever. I'm um, guessing it's going to be limited and probably mask required but here here it is county by county um it depends what county you want um it's 50 percent capacity i think that counts for like you know stylus too so if you can only have like four people in there you can only really have one person in there one person getting the haircut and the one person cutting the hair and yeah it's it's a complicated mess luckily i in the exact opposite of you and just shaved my head (laughs) I've been telling, I've been offering, I've been offering Bob's COVID cuts for hey, fucking like months it. now. Yeah, that's what I've been calling it, Bob's COVID cuts. You might not get the haircut you like, but you'll at least get a haircut. <laughs> um, uh, I will, I will say for our city of, well, our county's what five hundred thousand people. Okay. That shockingly, the reopening has gone fairly smooth. Finger, yeah. Fingers crossed on that. I think there's been only. I think five new cases in a couple days. That's good. Yeah, it's it's fairly smooth here. I'm, you know, even being a central worker, I'm still, I've adapted to <clears throat> ordering everything online. So I'm just going to stay inside for the time being and see how this all plays out. But I'm, I hope that it goes smooth and I hope that everything runs well. It's just, the only thing that bothers me is just people just need to treat people correctly. Rather oh, yeah, than sit definitely. there, rather than sit there and just talk a bunch of shit to people. Like if somebody asks you to wear a mask in their store, just wear the fucking mask and shut the fuck up. Like, why? I don't understand why people are being such fucking babies about it and crying about it. It's like it's a mask. You're gonna be in here for an hour. Like, get back to your car, wear you know, take off the mask, shut the fuck up, and just move. Like it's, it takes two seconds. You just want to bitch for the sake of bitching. And it's it's stuff like that, you know, learning how to talk to people and showing some goddamn humility. And, but other than that, I I hope that everything runs smooth. That if people want to go out, let them go out. I I'm choosing to stay inside for the time being, at least at least for the most part, to see how everything plays out. I'm I'm a homebody anyway. I don't fucking go anywhere. God, I'm same boat. <laughs> yeah, it's like I get home, I do not leave. It, it's funny when you're a central worker, you don't feel like when you leave your house, you're like, I just want to fucking go home now. I just I just want to go home, and it's all the people who have been cooped up in their house. They want to go out and do all this stuff, and it's like maybe because the shit that we've been going out and doing has been bullshit, and the shit that you're going to do is actual fun. Yeah. <laughs> but 
Anyways, yep. it's another week, another episode. Yep. Thank you to yep. everybody tuning in. Yep. And where can they find us? They can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Complete Geeks. All right. And Discord will be in the show notes. Yep. Um, feel free. We have Animal Crossing conversations and Red Dead conversations. That's yeah, I was going to say the Red <laughs> Dead channel. The Red Dead channel just popped up. Yeah. And um, if you're under the age of 15, um, you can find Ryan in our Discord. He's probably will share stories and be your yeah. friend. So. You can find him at BTR, which stands for Big Tongue Ryan. Yep. And if you can't understand him, well, it's just how he is. Yeah, I mean, it's just the, that's what happens when you're blessed with a obscenely large tongue. Yep. His, uh, his lips look like a uh, porn star's labius. Oh, oh, my God. Well, I heard his tongue, like, drags. So that's why he has a lot of issues with, you know, dry skin on the tip of it and everything. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank right. you. See ya.